Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hello there. You're about to watch an episode of The Daily Show. That means there's some news and some jokes on the way. So if you like laughing and news, you're in the right place, honey. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, the skies are mask-free. Jordan Klepper is overseas. And Pamela Adlon. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Pamela Adlin is our guest tonight, here to talk about her hilarious show, Better Things. Jordan Klepper decided to visit Trump fans in Hungary, which I didn't even know was a thing. And today in Headlines, we're gonna be talking about the story that's got everybody going. And no, I'm not talking about Drake and Taylor Swift. We're talking about the end of masks. So let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into today's Headlines. All right, for two years now, if you've wanted to travel by train, plane, or dong-shaped spaceship, there's one thing you needed to have. One, a ticket, obviously, and two, you needed to wear a mask. Well, yesterday, a federal judge decided that it's time to take our masks off. This morning, a sight we haven't seen in more than a year. Travelers maskless on planes and walking through airports after a major reversal. A federal judge in Florida striking down the mask mandate on public transportation. The Biden administration saying masks are no longer required on planes, trains, buses, and transportation hubs. Now United, American, Delta, Southwest, JetBlue, and Alaska Airlines confirming they will no longer make passengers mask up. It's fantastic. Queens, we are the champions played on loop from behind the Sacramento International Airport's Southwest ticketing counter today. And you can see some staff still choosing to wear a face covering. Others did not. I love it. I like seeing everybody's face. (laughs) You forget what people look like. (laughs) Aww. Yo, I'm actually so happy for that lady, you know? Yeah, but, but I will say, if you forget what your friends and family look like in the time that you're at the airport, 
you need to get that checked. Yeah. Or you're spending too much time at the airport. What are you doing? Oh, another delay? Whoa, who are you? But that's right, people. As of yesterday, masks are no longer required on flights in America. And not just flights. Amtrak has said you don't have to wear masks on its trains, right? Uber has announced that you don't have to wear masks in their cars, but you do still have to smile politely when the driver tells you what he thinks about politics. And <laughs> various cities have said you no longer have to wear masks on their subways or their buses, right? Although here in New York, the MTA is standing firm. They've said you still have to wear a mask on the New York City subway. Yeah, which has nothing to do with COVID. It's just an extra layer of protection for when you fall asleep and you wake up to find a stranger licking you. <laughs> Very common on the F train. <laughs> but from now on, when you travel in most places, masks are optional, which a lot of people are happy about, right? Which makes sense because let's be honest, people traveling with masks sucks, right? Your face gets sweaty. Right? You can't pretend it's somebody else's breath that stinks. <laughs> yeah? It always feels like someone's using a tiny, dull saw on the back of your ears just to cut them off. There's a lot of reasons to not like masks, is what I'm saying. But what a lot of people are unhappy about is how and when this rule was changed. You see, when they first put in the mask mandate, right? when they first put it in place, they told us when the change would go into effect so people could prepare. But for some reason, this rule change happened in the middle of people's flights. A mid-flight announcement for travelers across the country tonight. Cheers up in the air as airline crews got word that the national mask mandate was struck down. Flight attendants on one Southwest flight collecting the masks from people excited to ditch them. Mask now optional for employees, customers, following White House. no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. I have so many questions. <laughs> First of all, why are people cheering like that? People are cheering like they just said you can take two bags of chips instead of one. What? Hell yeah! I'm glad I paid another $300 for Economy Plus, yeah! And also that flight attendant who was singing, what was that? It was like the worst version of the Lion King. No, 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 put your musk in here. <laughs> that celebration looked like Mardi Gras in the sky, and all types of people were celebrating. Black, wild, old, young, everyone. You know, they were happy about the mask change, but many other passengers were silently pissed off, which I totally get. Because look, I don't care what you think of masks. You have to admit, it is insane to change a safety rule in the middle of a flight, people. Just as a general rule, nothing should change mid-flight, ever. <laughs> nothing. I don't want the cost changing, all right? I don't want the cabin pressure changing. I definitely don't want my seat changing, yeah, so that you can sit next to your wife. Look, man, you're smothering her, Alan, okay? <laughs> she booked separate seats for a reason. Read the signs! <laughs> this is why your marriage is in trouble. The point is, <laughs> did you get sad for a fake Alan? <laughs> One of you was like, aw, Alan. <laughs> Look, man, the point is, a lot of people only booked that flight in the first place because they felt safe knowing that everyone had to wear masks, okay? You can't just flip that while people are already on the plane. You gotta give people a chance to decide if this is something they want to do. It's crazy, you know? Like, you can't, you, like it's a safety. This would be like if a roller coaster decided to change its safety policies when you're already on the ride. 
Uh, attention passengers, a judge has ruled that we no longer need the safety bars. Enjoy your ride. Mommy, 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 mommy. That was a true story. <laughs> so look, if you were angry that the rule changed mid-flight, I think you have every right to be. All right? We wore masks for what, two years on planes? I think people could have waited one more day, one more day. You know, people were acting like they were suffocating in their seats. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I'll have a Coke, please. <laughs> now, because masks in America have somehow turned into a political battle, a lot of people weren't just angry at the judge who made this ruling or at the airlines who instantly allowed the change. No, a lot of people online are angry at the flight attendants and at the pilots who were celebrating the change. But look, I don't agree with it, and I'll tell you why. People forget that flight attendants weren't just happy about the masks coming off because of politics. No, a lot of them were happy because of the way people react to masks and the fact that it has turned their everyday lives basically into UFC. Fights over wearing a mask on a plane have overwhelmingly made up the number of unruly passengers on flights. Thousands since the start of the pandemic. Yeah, two years of that. I don't even know what was going on. Like, are those people's masks made of cocaine? What was going on there? <laughs> you know, it's actually amazing that humans can invent jet airplanes to fry, fly around the planet, you know, but then inside those technological marvels were just wild animals. You know, because nobody, nobody should be acting that way over a mask. The only time it's appropriate to have that level of emotion on a flight is if the plane is crashing, <laughs> right? Or if the in-flight entertainment is stuck on Morbius. I mean, then, <laughs> ah, then you can throw punches. You throw those punches. But as for the flight attendants, they already have to deal with so much shit. I get why they are happy. Think of all the other things they have to do, huh? They're doing overhead Tetris with our giant bags, and they're helping parents with screaming kids, they're giving people bath bags, and they have to collect the bath bags back. <laughs> yeah, so forgive them if they're happy that they no longer have to be the bouncers of the sky, okay? They're humans. <laughs> and here's what I think people need to understand about this. When it comes to wearing masks, not everyone is having the same experience that you are. Remember that. Yeah, you hate the mask because it makes you break out. Someone else likes the mask because they're immunocompromised and acne is the least of their problems. And some people don't really care. Yeah, so they'll wear it if they have to and they won't if they don't, that's the truth. And I'm just saying, I can see this from everyone's side, from maskers' side, from anti-maskers' side, even COVID side, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, if you, if you wanna infect people, that's your truth, that's your truth. <laughs> because I can understand why people are happy that they no longer have to spend a six-hour flight feeling like a broke-ass bane. And I also get why people want to keep wearing masks. My hope is that we can get to a point where we're not villainizing each other over a tiny piece of cloth. What are we doing, huh? It's not sustainable for people to have so much hate for each other like this. Oh, I hate you wearing the mask, take it off. I hate you, I hate you, no. No one had power to change what the airlines did. No one had power to do what the judge did. We, we are not those people. 
You know, we should be saving our anger for the real enemy. All those people who think that a tuna sandwich is appropriate to eat on a plane. <laughs> That's who we fight, together. N95 isn't gonna save you from that. All right, enough about the masks. Let's move on to something that everyone loves. It's time to check in on today's Lotto Numbers with Dulce Sloan, everybody! Oh, I'm so excited. So excited. Look at that face. Look at that face. Oh, man. How you doing today, Dulce? What up, Negro? Oh, man, I'm so excited, Dulce. Ready to do the Lotto? Yeah, I got my scratch-offs. I went to the corner store, you know. Ready to do this lotto, baby? Hey, hey, big win. What, what, I don't understand, what, what are those? Scratch off tickets, lottery. What do you, I don't, I don't understand, what do you, what do you do? I came to do the lotto. You told me we were gonna watch me do the lotto. I bought the lottery tickets. No, 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 don't say, I sent you an email saying we need you to do lotto on the show. Doing lotto on the show. No, don't say. Why would we pay for you to do lottery on the? Why would we watch you doing that? Because you support black women. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. Yes. See? No. Hey, blessings, baby, blessings. No, no. <laughs> No, Dulce, I, I, mm. I wanted you to do the, like, the lottery, like, you know, on the news, and then you do the thing. We brought the machine. That's the machine. Why do you think there's a machine there? That's not gum. <laughs> this ain't a big gumball machine? No, it's not, Dulce. Son of a bitch. No. That's where the numbers are going to pop up. You're going to do the thing, tell us what the numbers are, and then you know we know who won. What do you think I am, a 50-year-old white woman in Florida? Why am I pulling <laughs> lotto numbers on TV? Because that's what they do. Dulce, can please just do the numbers? I just want to, you know. All right, fine. I work here. Cool. You know. Uh... <laughs> Start the machine! <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Woo! Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Baby, okay. Right. We got it, we got it. Okay. All right. All right. What? Wait, there's, there's no number on the ball. There's supposed to be a number on the ball. Is it? Wait, you didn't put the numbers on the balls? I'm supposed to put the numbers on the balls? I sent this to you in the email. Who doesn't read a whole email? It's one email. Listen, you know, if you want a number, I can get what number you want. What's your ticket say? No, I don't, I don't want to. You can't just ask me for a number. What do you Listen, mean? I know about numbers, man. I can count to a thousand in Spanish, bro. And that's actually now, impressive. Thank that, you. Um, just give me a number. What you want? I don't know, 15? 11. You know what, Dulce, this is, this is broken. You can't, you can't, we can't, we won't get numbers now. This is, this is a failure. No, 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 listen, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. You want numbers on balls. I just want the balls. So, uh, <laughs> screw it. Uh, start the machine. No, but Dulce, you see, the what? thing, the thing doesn't work. The thing doesn't work. No, no, don't... no, listen, that's good, that's good. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 Dulce, the thing, oh, oh, Dulce, oh, Dulce, oh. Dulce, oh, no, stop, stop the thing. Conditions apply. Go say Sloan, everybody. All right, when we come back, join and clap the fingers of the globe. You don't want to miss it. No money. There's no money. No. No.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. show oh take a seat take a seat oh i don't know why you guys stood damn one of the most fascinating and terrifying countries in the world right now is hungary which has slid from a reliable democracy into something more like a dictatorship and honestly that sounded pretty familiar to us so we sent jordan klepper there to finger the pulse of america's possible future Recently, I hopped a plane to Hungary, a nation classified as only partly free, and one American conservatives can't get enough of. Maybe because of stuff like this. Today's president in the USA is, uh, it's, it's fake. F- Joe Biden. Yes. But the thing that united conservatives all over the planet were the culture wars. And at CPAC in Florida, they were fighting hard in their battle against wokeism. Awake, not woke. I mean, awake, not woke would be more along the lines of knowing our history, right? Being awake, and because woke is, oh, I know all the bad things, and you have to feel some type of way about it, and yada, yada, yada. Well, empathy in those Guess things. what, yeah, I'm not wearing that. You don't need to care about other people. No, I need to care about other people, because you can be awake, and you can care about other people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you can still have a backbone about your convictions. Does well, that make sense? No. What is the phrase here? Uh, awake, not woke. That doesn't mean that we want to silence people. That means that we want to be respectful to everybody. This is a, this is a universal respect. Right, you're not, you're not, Regardless. Republican Party is not trying to silence people. No. They're not saying don't say gay. Not at all, as a matter of fact. I mean, they're enacting legislation that says don't say gay. But emotionally, they're not saying that. And while GOP snowflakes complain about silencing, Conservative state legislatures across the country are punishing the LGBTQ community for, you know, existing. And the GOP is now looking to Hungary for inspiration because the woke wars have been raging there since 2010, when the conservative autocrat Viktor Orban took over. He outlawed helping Middle Eastern migrants flee war, the Constitution was amended to make marriage between one man and one woman, and people like children's book editor Boldajar Naji felt the sting of Orban's policies when he published a story that dared to show the world of LGBTQ animals. For example, there is a story about a deer who is a a trans boy. He born into a female body and he wants to have antlers as well, like the other guys. Then he realizes that it won't grow. Uh, Their friends help him and in the end uh, they made um, antlers from branches. In America, we tell kinder stories about deers. Like deers go out into the woods and their mother gets shot by a hunter. (laughs) Just more kid-appropriate storytelling. But the government reaction turned out to inspire even bigger nightmares than those ghoulish fairy tales. A public shredding by a member of parliament sparked action by Prime Minister Orban. Because of the book, uh, 
the Prime Minister said that LGBTQ people are harmful for kids. They did the Child Protection Act, which says that you cannot even sell LGBTQ topic books if the shop is in 200 meters from any churches or school. Priests can't go and find a book like this. They need to stay <laughs> pure and open up the Bible and read stories about 40-year-olds kids. You know, yeah. these are priests. They have to stay moral. This is the kind of law American conservatives would love as soon as they figure out how far 200 meters is. But Orban's government wasn't just banning books. They also tried to erase the identity of an entire group of people. The Orban government denies the existence and the possibility of uh, existence of trans people, considers this as um, at best as an illness, and they insist that there's no such thing as gender, and therefore there's no need for gender studies education and abolished gender studies programs. So that gig doesn't exist in Hungary anymore? Nope, not anymore. That's kind of America right now. There's no more racism, so why are we studying it or even looking at its history? Yeah, it is quite reminiscent, I must admit. But gender studies professor Eva Fedor's job wasn't the only one canceled. In fact, all of Central European University, a highly respected international institution in Budapest, was targeted by the Orban administration. Unfortunately, in 2017, the government launched a, a vicious political attack against the university and passed a new piece of legislation which just did not allow the university to function as a university in Budapest anymore. So the university had to pack up, leave this beautiful campus behind and move to Vienna and keep you know, offering the US accredited degrees there. They shipped your job overseas? Well, over the Danube. <laughs> they shipped your job over river. While American conservatives complain about elite liberal academics, Hungarian conservatives literally send them packing. Today, CEU is an empty campus where no learning takes place. So basically, Ohio State. So I'm grabbing my backpack, your rail pass, and motion sickness tablets, and heading to Vienna, home to CEU's new campus, to see what sort of sinister liberal college voodoo their students are up to. Are you guys doing some evil shit here? <laughs> Maybe. Evil shit. I, don't I mean, what do you mean by evil shit? How would you find it? Like liberal college evil shit. Definitely, definitely. We like to talk about gender and feminism, and we like to talk about uh, liberal values and democracy and... Uh, That's just Brooklyn shit. Well, maybe the Brooklyn shit kind of learned it from all over the world. Appropriating, that's also Brooklyn that's shit. That's also yeah. Brooklyn shit, exactly. What the Orban government did to higher education is a truly harrowing international story. But as an American, I still have one question. How does this affect me? I think when we think about what could happen to American democracy, we lack imagination. We think the only way that it could crumble is if it becomes a civil war like the, the 1800s in America. What does the slide towards authoritarianism look like? And what should we be on the lookout for back in America? You know the story about the frog, that if you put the frog into water and you gently heat the water, the point is that if you're, if you're sliding gradually into something, you barely recognize that you're that you're moving and you, sim you, you just end somewhere. You, something, things become natural. Things that you would have been unheard of a few years ago become acceptable, natural, the normal part of life. We don't cook frogs, I think that's the French. Chicken sandwiches, that's our thing. So if you could make that metaphor more chicken sandwich based, I think it would really connect to our audience. I'll work on that. Please do. More on this deep fried fall of democracy Thursday. Thank you so much for that, Jordan. All right, when we come back, Pamela Adlin is joining us, so stay tuned.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is Emmy Award-winning actor, writer, director, and producer Pamela Adlin. She's here to talk about the final season of her hit show, Better Things. Please welcome Pamela Adlin. Welcome. Thank you. This Welcome is so to the show. Cool. This is cool, right? I'm on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. This is crazy. Are you kidding me? I watched you on Californication, one of my favorite shows of all time. I'm sitting opposite you right now. It is great to have you here. Congratulations Thank you. on is it is it bittersweet the final season of the show? It uh, it I feel happy. I feel grateful. I, I'm you know obviously doing press for the finale and. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a big accomplishment. I'm a woman, I'm in my 50s, I'm a single mom, I have three daughters, mm -hmm. uh, I'm the writer, director, star, creator of the show, so it's kind of a weird... Wow. And... So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing the, the press and people keep asking me, are you sad? Is it bittersweet? Mm -hmm. And I just feel extremely excited and grateful that I'm, you know, at this place in my life that I have uh, these these jobs and that I can provide for my family right. and keep going and keep working, hopefully. And I like to tell people that, you know, don't be so myopic in your life, you know, just think about other things that you want to do. You know, it's uh, it's extremely important to. Uh, love what you do, yeah. but sometimes it's not possible. Uh, and you gotta kind of cool your heels and wait to do the thing that you love to make money from oh. doing the thing you love. My mom would say it, she would say, when God closes one door, he opens another. Oh yeah. That's essentially what she would say. But I yeah. like your one, because it's more like it's on me. I was like, when is God opening the door? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's, it's you, you know, I used to, I was just an actor. And I would wait for the phone to ring, and, and I thought that that's how it, it was supposed to be. That's fascinating. And now you create the work that you want to be in. Yes. And it's not, it's not just creating the work, it's creating fantastic work, because your Thank show, you. you're playing, you know, on the page, it would be like, oh, what a story, a single mom with her three children. Oh, yes. And, so, and you watch it, I mean, we saw just even in the clip, you're dealing with everything, kids and drugs and yeah. love and life and virginity and cooking and working hard. Yeah. And it's, it's just everything. It's funny, it's sad, there's moments of heart. And I found myself going, is this, is this you taking from your life? Or do you like expand on what your life wasn't in a, in a weird way? Like, do you go, this is the exaggerated version of my life? Well, I like, to, I like to say that my character, Sam, is me in a cape. So it's like the ultra version of me. Right. So she's like, 
I always, it, you know, it's that conversation you have with yourself when you're in the car or on the bus or you're, you're driving home and you're like, oh, I wish I had said that, you know, <laughs> you know, or that would have been so bad if this happened and you, your mind goes through it and, um, or I wish I had done this with my kids, mm. you know, but when you're a parent, it's exhausting anyway. And even if you have a partner, and so I don't have a partner, and I raised three girls by myself, and so um, I was always looking for ways to be a better parent. And I feel like now that I'm older and my kids are more grown, that I'm I'm a better parent now, and I wish I could go back and apply the things that I've learned or I've written into my show. Do, to- do they ever watch the show, or do you do you ever show them? Like an episode, and you'd be like, "See, that's that's what I wanted to do." Um, n- <laughs> oh, that like that's credit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Like, see, that's that's. Uh, Look, see? I yeah. would have done that, <laughs> and I want you to know that uh, I don't think that holds. Like, uh, yeah, um, it's 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 an homage. And it's it's really uh, it's been a journey because I started it seven years ago and all right. my kids were still right. living at home and now two two are gone and um, it's just it's graduations it's the way your life goes and you know there's no such thing as an anti-hero like when I hear that term hmm. that kind of drives me crazy because an anti-hero is a human being oh I like that you know and so. When you say Sam's an anti-hero because, like, early on it was like, you know, she would try things, she would do, like, sex things or whatever, and now not sex things or, you know. Um, this is a great way to describe it. Everyone who hasn't watched is now like, <laughs> now you're going to watch because you're like, wait, 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 what, the sex things and the not sex Let me things? Explain. Don't, don't explain. Don't explain. That's how people watch a show. <laughs> don't, not, yeah, serves you right. You didn't watch. Now you don't know the sex things and you don't know the not sex things. She's in the corner like, yeah. <laughs> That's what you want. I I'm love just that. gonna leave it at that. <laughs> it's all. Um... I, I I wanted to ask you this about the show. It's like you know, there's so much heart in the show that I, I, it feels like it transcends what's happening on camera. And I've heard some stories about set. I've heard some stories about how you make the show. One of the one of the the stories I heard that intrigued me had to do with food on set. So, you know, when I, when I, when I was reading up on your life story, I, I, I didn't realize that you had been acting since you were a child. And when you were young, you would eat all the food that was in a scene, which like a lot of actors don't, you would actually eat it, which, because you, you didn't want to waste it. Yes, well, I did, well, there's another reason, which is that I, you know, I grew up watching television. My father was a writer producer uh-huh. and I, I'm like a soundstage baby. And um, I love television I, and I want it to be authentic and I desperately oh. want the characters to be real. So when I would see people like pushing like the peas around on a plate or your phone, uh, the, on the, <laughs> I hear, it's like an emergency <laughs> alert. Should we wait? Are you, no. Um, it could be your ring. I don't know. Um, like, if they push their food around on a plate, yeah. it drives me crazy. Like, put the food my, in your so mouth my, and eat the food. The food is so intricate. Like, you, you have scenes where your character's like we cooking. We cook it. I'm cooking the but food. But that looks like real food. Yes. I'm cooking the food. I'm cooking the food. So you're seeing... So do you guys eat the food? Yeah. So uh, a lot of times we get to... Um, one scene, one of my kids on the show, she... Um, uh, actually, her character 
loses her virginity right. in in the show, and um, it, it's it's a very like uh, um, it's a conscious choice. And there's there's like these tough conversations that happen in the show, and how does this lady, this mom of these three kids, deal with this mm -hmm. on on their own? And they get through it, and they talk about it, and then they go downstairs, and her daughter, who just told her this, makes her peppermint ice cream from scratch. She just want you know Sam says I really want. Peppermint Christmas ice cream, and that's where they don't have the ingredients, and they start making it right. And we just right. did it, and she breaks up the peppermint, and we take out the ice cream, and then put some agave in it, some cocoa, like you know, made it up on the spot. And then the whole crew lined up; they they wanted some of the ice cream. <laughs> but um, I love yeah. I love the idea of this. I'm just gonna do my groceries at the Daily Show. Yes. <laughs> I'm just gonna start like making jokes. Ah, uh -huh, that reminds me of Himalayan sea salt. Exactly. <laughs> Maldon <laughs> sea salt flakes. Um, uh, I, I, living a living in a world that's not myopic, it means I mean you know you act, you write, you direct, you do everything. What's next? Final season. So what would you like to do? What's like a pipe dream, a crazy idea, or just something you think you'll do? Well, I'd like to continue working. I, I love to work. Um, I like to. Um, Mentor. I like to. I, I having uh, job fairs for people because. Uh, so there's this whole thing, you know. People are like, oh, I want to be in the business. I want to be uh, a host or an actor or a mm -hmm. director or a writer. There's so many other jobs, and uh, I'd like people to know what they are. Like, why is post uh, just uh, you know the same kind of people, which right. is like right. all. All old white guys or young white guys, like. <laughs> well, it's, it's oftentimes referrals, right? Yeah, yeah. they refer to each other. They yes, have a whole yes. uh, um, network. But I like to show people, young people, uh, what jobs there are available. And you know, instead of like you know, young kids wanting to play football, like young boys, like that's what mm -hmm, they want to mm -hmm. do. And myopic in that way, what if you can't play sports? There's so many jobs that you can like do that. in my industry that are so cool uh, to, to learn about being a gaffer, a key grip, a rigger, a stunt person. And I like to uh, uh, educate people about that kind of thing. Well, I think. You can do anything you want to do. Congratulations on an amazing show. Thank, Thank you for being so here. Much. Really Thank wonderful you. having you. People, the series finale of Better Things is Monday, April 25th at 10 p.m. on FX and streaming on Hulu. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that's our show for tonight. But before we go, before we go, nearly 4,000 homes have been destroyed 
and more than 40,000 people have been displaced by the floods and the mudslides happening in South Africa. Now, Gift of the Givers is a South African-based disaster relief organization that are on the ground helping those people who are affected by the floods. So, if you want to help them in the work that they're doing to act fast and to save lives, then please donate at the link below. Anything you can give will help. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there. And remember, if you're still anxious about flying, you can always drive. <laughs> Nobody's ever died in a car. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game. Headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy.